0: Welcome to the teaching ministry at Calvary Port St. Lucie. Please join Pastor Will Price for the message "Uncomfortable." Did you guys have your coffee this morning? Okay. Are you Are you feeling comfortable? Okay. Awesome. Well, buckle your seatbelts because the title of my message this morning is "Uncomfortable." Okay, uncomfortable, and I'm really excited about what God has for us. As I As I already said. Um, you know, the big idea for my message this morning is that Christian community can be uncomfortable, but it is essential. Christian community can be uncomfortable, but it is essential. Now, what is Christian community? Well, Christian community is any group of people who love Jesus and, are in fellowship with one another. Any group of people who, who love Jesus and are in fellowship with one another. And on a large scale, it's what we're doing right now. You look around the room, it's full of people who uh, are either seeking Jesus or, or who love Jesus. And, and we are worshiping together this morning. We are fellowshipping together this morning. This is Christian community on a large scale, but it can also be um, on smaller scales, such as um, a a, a Calvary group, right? We've been talking a lot about Calvary groups um, here at the church, we've been encouraging you to join a Calvary group. Well, a Calvary group is Christian community. Um, Christian community can also be uh, your serve team. How many of you are on a serve team here at Calvary? First of all, I want to say thank you so much for what you do for the Lord here uh, at at this church as as you serve the Lord. Um, But that can be Christian community. As you you fellowship and serve together with other believers, that is Christian community. And it can even be outside of the church and outside of what we do here on the weekends. Um, It can be the group of friends that you hang out with and do life together, if you, if you hang out with people who love Jesus and you fellowship with them, that is Christian community. And what I want you to know this morning is that it can be uncomfortable. It can be. And I wanna stress can be, because here's the thing. There are a lot of really amazing things about being in fellowship with other believers, amen? There, there's a lot of, of good things that come from linking arms with other believers. And so Christian community can be amazing, but, but you gotta understand this morning, and this is what I'm gonna be talking a lot about this morning, is that doing life together with people can be uncomfortable, okay? It can be uncomfortable. Because here's the thing, anytime you get a group of people together, whether you're Christian or not, but, but anytime you get a group of people together, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be uh, situations that arise. There are going to be circumstances that come up that just make you feel downright uncomfortable. It's It's just the nature of being around people, and so Christian community can be uncomfortable, but what I want you to know this morning is that as uncomfortable as it can be at times, it is essential. It is essential. What's essential? Well, number one, that we are in Christian community with one another. But number two, that we get uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable, and this is what we're gonna find out and we're gonna flesh this out today, but getting uncomfortable is so essential to our growth as Christians. And so Christian community can be uncomfortable. By the way, what is the opposite of discomfort? Comfort, right? And when I think about American culture, my goodness, we, we live in a culture of comfort. Do you agree with that? We live in a culture that values comfort. Pretty much everywhere you go, there is an advertisement or a product that's available out there that is aiming to make your life easier. We live in a culture of comfort. Um, I think about the Amazon Echo. How many of you have an Amazon Echo? Okay, quite a few of you. Now, this little piece of technology here has um, Alexa technology integrated into it. And and basically, for those of you who don't don't know what it is, it's a hands-free speaker that you can talk to and and tell uh, uh, to do things. And so you can um, ask the Amazon Echo to give you news updates, You don't even have to get up out of your recliner. You can just say, Alexa, give me news updates. You can have it update you on your favorite sports team. You can have it play your favorite music. You can also, and this is crazy, get this. This is is where we are today in, in 2018. The Amazon Echo can turn your lights on, it can close your blinds, it can turn your irrigation system on, I'm hearing that it can start your car. I mean, how crazy is it? Like, th- th- these are the times that we're living in, but, but we live in this culture of comfort where we're taught that we are supposed to pursue uh, life as easy as we can get it. We are supposed to pursue comfort. In fact, if something is uncomfortable, we're taught to avoid it. Ironically, we've become comfortable with avoiding, with, uh, with avoiding what's uncomfortable. Does that make sense? We we've, we've become comfortable with avoiding what's uncomfortable. Now, the tension that we face as Christians living in a culture of comfort is that our Christian community can be very uncomfortable, okay? Again, as I said earlier, there's just a lot about doing life with people in general but but even christians that can be very challenging i mean the idea of a melting pot of cultures the idea of a melting pot of 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 socioeconomic backgrounds and 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 ethnicities uh, the idea of a melting pot of political affiliations all come i mean just look around the room all of us coming together as the family of god ladies and gentlemen it is a recipe for a lot of of just uncomfortable stuff. Do do you agree, do you understand what I'm saying here? This is the church, this is our, our Christian community, and so what I wanna do this morning is I want to try to answer three questions. The first question is this, how do we embrace the sometimes uncomfortable nature of Christian community in a culture that values comfort? Also, how do we live in community with people who make us feel uncomfortable? And then finally, what, like what even is the value of this thing of Christian community if it's uncomfortable? So let's pray together and then we'll dive right in. God, uh, we, we love you. Um, Jesus, you have a name that is above all names. God, thank you for, uh, bringing us into fellowship with one another under the banner of Christ. God, thank you that every tribe, tongue, and nation can come together as your church and that we can be in community with one another. But God, if we're being honest, sometimes it's uncomfortable. And so God, I pray that you help us to understand why this morning and help us to figure out what we can do about it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So a few years ago, um, a guy by the name of Josh Daffern, um, you probably don't know him, I don't know him either, but I was doing some research online and, and I found this, this article that, that this guy, Josh Daffern, uh, posted on the internet, and it was about churchgoers who uh, can oftentimes make you feel uncomfortable, okay? And so here they are, number one, uh, the good housekeeping family. All right, how many of you remember the good housekeeping magazine from, from back in the day? Uh, okay, some, a lot of more people, okay, yeah, see, it, and I think last night I said, you old timers probably remember, and I wanted to retract that statement. Uh, but I, I, I'm feeling it this morning too, because, and no offense by the old timer comment, but they were like, uh, you know, it's kinda like, I don't know, um, don't be embarrassed of your age, it's cool. This was from back in the day, you old timers probably remember it, the good, housekeeping family. Okay, th- this is the family in the church that is just absolutely so uncomfortably nice, right? It's that family in the church who's always dressed to impress. They're always seemingly perfect in every way that they make you feel uncomfortable. They put off this level of holiness that makes your broken family feel downright evil. It's the good housekeeping family. They are among us right now in our fellowship, in our community this morning. Then you have the Bible hit man, okay? You guys all know this guy, right? He's he's the one carrying around the 10 pound Bible, right? He's got his notes dating back from 20 years ago stuffed into his Bible and he carries it around, why? To show that he loves Jesus and you don't. He's the Bible hitman, and don't you dare let him catch you reading your Bible on your phone. That's blasphemy, <laughs> right? Number three, the faux worshiper. The faux worshiper. They are among us. This is the person who does not wanna be here. Maybe their mom made them come, or their spouse made them come, but they don't want to be here, right? They, 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 they sit there, and they're awkward in worship, and then when, And when the preacher is preaching, they may look like they're on their phone reading their Bible, but the volume's up and you know they're playing Candy Crush, right? (laughs) It's the faux-worshipper. They may be sitting next to you making you feel uncomfortable right now, okay? Number four, the Doctrine Nazi. The Doctrine Nazi. He's rare, but he's dangerous, okay? You wanna know why? Because he took one seminary class and he's read a lot of books and so he thinks he knows everything. All right, and I'm just telling you right now, you gotta avoid this guy, he'll make you feel uncomfortable. You ask him how his day is, and then he gives you a 30-minute dissertation on Calvinism, okay? He's the doctrine Nazi. But, but here, here's the point, you know, I, I love that we can laugh in church, by the way, but here's, here's the point. Our Christian community is full of just really interesting people and interesting dynamics, and, 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 and you might be sitting next to someone now, or you might know someone who for whatever reason has made you feel uncomfortable. And so here's what we're gonna do this morning. We're gonna look at three reasons why, very specific reasons why, Christian community can be uncomfortable. Then we're gonna look at three responses as to why those uncomfortable things are essential for us to grow as Christians, and then we'll end with three things that we can begin doing today in order to start getting uncomfortable. Okay, because that, that's the goal. Really, honestly, for what I'm talking about this morning is that we need to be okay with getting uncomfortable. That, that, that God sometimes uses what's uncomfortable to grow us into the person that he wants us to be. Thank you. All three of you. All right, so three, three reasons why Christian community can be uncomfortable. Number one, Diversity. Christian community can be uncomfortable because of diversity. Listen, I know I've already touched on this, but, but the family of God, okay, this, this community of people gathered here this morning is made up of people uh, of different ethnicities, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different political affiliations, Okay, that's a big one, because I don't know why, but I hear it all the time. People think that when, when, when people to gather together to worship and, and learn the Bible that everyone's Republican, you know what I mean, or everyone's conservative. It's just not true. The family of God is diverse in political affiliation. We're diverse in spiritual maturity level as well. Some of you are seasoned believers who know the Bible. Others of you just came to faith in Christ and you're trying to figure it all out. We are diverse and anytime you put a group of diverse people together, there are going to be disagreements. There are going to be misunderstandings and and, and many other types of uncomfortable circumstances. Christian community can be uncomfortable because of diversity. Number two, Christian community can be uncomfortable because of difficult people. Difficult people. Listen, in, in, in our in our fellowship here, maybe maybe in our our, our small group, uh, uh, or our on our surf team, or just our circle of friends that call themselves Christians. You know, there's there's just oftentimes personality conflicts, right? And the other person's always wrong, right? They're always the one that's being difficult, right? But 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 we have we have bad attitudes. There there are people in in, in our fellowship who are have very dominating personalities. There, there's flaky people. We talked about the flaky person last week in in, in 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 the message, how that sometimes they're just people that you you know you, you try to do life with them, you you try to spend time with them, and they're just flaky. And 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 and, and it's just uncomfortable sometimes, you know? Um We have stubborn people among us. We have lazy people among us. Welcome to the family of God, right? We're we're a family of of broken people. We, We can be very difficult people. We're diverse and we're difficult. And then number three, we have differing preferences. We have differing preferences. Christian community can be uncomfortable because of differing preferences, right? I like the music loud. Would you please turn it down, right? Oh, I really love that bass, man. I, I, I wanna sit right here, like in, in, in the bass trap. man. I love to feel that bass. I don't know why, but it just makes me feel the presence of God, right? Can you please turn the bass down? It makes me uncomfortable, right? Differing preferences, right? Oh, I love the, the decision that the leadership made in the church. I disagree. Right? I really love the direction that our small group is going. You know what, I, I, I don't agree with you. I think we should go a different direction. We have differing preferences, right? All over the room. Our, our preferences are sometimes the same, but a lot of times they're, they're light years apart. I mean, anytime you get a group of people together, there are going to be a, a, just a myriad of preferences, and they're not always gonna be the same and as a result it can just make things a little bit uncomfortable okay you guys with me so christian community can be uncomfortable because of diversity difficult people and differing preferences but what i want you to understand this morning is that all of these things that create uncomfortable in our lives are essential for our spiritual growth. And I like to think of it like sandpaper, okay? I like to think of uncomfortable situations that we find ourselves in like sandpaper. Now, I'm not a a carpenter uh, or or a a woodworker by any stretch of the imagination, but I do enjoy occasionally refinishing a piece of old furniture. Um, At one time, I was doing pallet projects and, and just building like chairs and tables and things out of pallets its just something I like to do in in my uh, spare time. Uh, But I will tell you this, one of my least favorite parts about woodworking is sanding. I cannot stand the sanding process. And maybe it's just me, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, but for me, it's just this long, meticulous, tiring process that I have to go through that I don't like, but what I know is that the sanding process is essential. Why? To smooth out the rough, unwanted edges. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I like to think of the uncomfortable situations that we find ourselves in in Christian community sometimes as the sandpaper that God wants to use to smooth out our rough edges, to smooth out our sinful attitudes and behaviors. You know, we often think of uncomfortable things in our life as as sort of going against the grain and, and, and as something that we should avoid. But what if God wants to use what's uncomfortable, though hard and painful at times, to smooth us out and to transform us into the person that he wants us to be? What if uncomfortable stuff isn't going against the grain, but with the grain of God's plan of growth for our lives. What if God wants to use our diversity and use the difficult people in our fellowship and use our differing preferences to change us? What if? And so what I wanna do this morning as we continue is I wanna look at diversity and I wanna look at difficult people, and I wanna, I wanna look at differing preferences, and I wanna talk about how these things can actually be beneficial. So if you're taking notes, write this down. <clears throat> Diversity can be uncomfortable, but it's essential because it keeps us humble. Diversity can be uncomfortable. Being around people that are different than us can, can be uncomfortable but God wants to use it to keep us humble. Now, listen, in our, in our American culture, diversity is increasingly becoming problematic, okay, especially in the last couple of years. It's, it's been white or black, Republican or Democrat, rich or poor, right, the, the dividing lines have become, I don't know why, but just it just seems like more, more apparent over the last couple of years. We and and we've seen a lot of pride and arrogance surface as a result of the diversity that exists in our in our culture, in our in our country. There, there, there have been some things that have been said and, and some things that have been done that have made us feel uncomfortable. Right? But what I want to present to you this morning is this idea that in Christ, okay as as a community of believers in Christ, those dividing lines should not exist. In Christ, the dividing lines, the diversity that, we, that sometimes divides us, it should disappear. And it really is a beautiful thing that God would bring us into orbit with people who are different than us and declare us equal. It's a beautiful thing. Uncomfortable at times, yes but essential because it'll keep us humble. Here's how. Turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter three, verse 28. This really isn't a here's how. This is a, a, a verse to support why. Galatians chapter three, verse 28. The Bible says, there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free no male and female for you are all one in christ okay paul was addressing this issue of of diversity creating dividing lines well i'm jew well i'm okay cool for you i'm greek you're a slave i'm free we're different like You're male, you're female, we're different. There there were dividing lines. And Paul was saying, no, 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 hold on. You are all one in Christ, right? So listen, our community together as believers should strip away every ounce of ungodly pride that we have about who we are or where we come from or what we have or what we know or what we stand for. Right? When we get together as, as a diverse group of people that represents a very diverse <laughs> uh, uh, presence about us, it should humble us. And, and I understand that it can make you feel uncomfortable to be sitting next to a Democrat or to be sitting next to someone that you grew up being racist against or, 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 or someone that, 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 that might not have Uh, as much as you do. I understand that it can, you know, I don't know why, it's just human uh, for whatever reason, but it can just make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But I I think it should humble us that that God would bring us all together and declare us one and declare us equal. You are no better than the person sitting next to you. And so what I think that, that... that Paul is teaching us here is that there needs to be unity among diversity. He's not asking us to to drop the diversity, he's asking us to be unified in the diversity. Okay, but, but the only way for that to happen is through humility and so maybe for you, God is using the very diverse nature of our Christian fellowship to chip away at the pride and the arrogance that's in your heart and help you become humble. Okay, we cannot allow our nationality or the color of our skin or the amount of money we have or our affiliations make us think that we're better, we're not, we're equal. Okay, and so diversity may make us feel uncomfortable, but this is essential and God's gonna use it to help us become humble. Here's the second thing. Talked about difficult people earlier, right? I believe that while difficult people can make us feel uncomfortable, it's essential because it teaches us to love like God loves. It teaches us to love like God loves. Now, y'all know, loving lovable people is easy. Getting along with people who are easy to get along with, I mean, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It, it's easy, but, but, but loving difficult people, y'all, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard, okay? I believe that God wants to use people that are hard to love to teach us to love like he loves. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter five, verse eight. Romans chapter five, verse eight. We're gonna turn the tables here on ourselves. Romans chapter five, verse eight says this. It says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God showed his love. God demonstrated his love. When we were easy to love? No, while we were still Sinners, while we were still being difficult, while we were being selfish, while we were doing our own thing, God showed his love for us. Listen, we need to learn like God loves. And sometimes it's in the uncomfortable situations with difficult people that we find the greatest opportunities to show beautiful displays of God's love and his mercy and his grace. Come on, right? God can use the difficult people in your life to help you learn to love like he loves okay i understand that you may have some people in your life right now and, and and they're christian they're a part of this fellowship maybe a part of your small group your serve team or just your friend circle and they may be making you feel like you want to walk away from that relationship, you wanna walk away from the church, you wanna walk away from that small group, but I'm just telling you this morning, what if God's using that person to shape you and to change you and to help you become more like him in the way that you love? Difficult people can make us feel uncomfortable, but I think it's essential because God wants to help us Love like he loves. Now, here's the last thing. Differing preferences can make us uncomfortable, can't they? But these things are essential because they help us stay open-minded and movable. Differing preferences can make us feel uncomfortable, but these things are essential because they help us stay open-minded and movable. Listen, and I am just as guilty about this as as the next person, but sometimes we can be so prideful and stubborn about our own personal preferences that we become uncomfortable and honestly just downright mad when someone has a different idea about how things should or could be, right? And, and, And what I want to tell you this morning is that if we're not careful we can become so close-minded and immovable that progress can be hindered. Now let me explain what I mean there. And, and write this down. Preference paralyzes progress. What I should have said is preference can paralyze progress. It doesn't, it doesn't always, but preference can paralyze progress. Are you guys with me? So I and you to track with me here, okay? The goal of getting into Christian community is progress for everyone's relationship with God. It's, pro, it's it, us, us gathering together as the church, us, us getting into friend circles and doing life with people who love Jesus, it's all about our progress in our relationship with God, your progress and my progress. It's about linking arms with other people and growing closer to God through gospel community. The problem is that sometimes, things change. Sometimes, suddenly, we don't get our way. Maybe a, a, a program in the kids' ministry changes. Maybe, maybe just the, the direction of your small group changes. Maybe the leadership in the church changes, and, and we don't like it. Right, right, suddenly our church, our small group, our friend circle, it it ceases to check all of our boxes for what we think it should look like and and, and we become uncomfortable, right, and what do we do? Well, sometimes we go looking for comfort in other places. Sometimes we leave our church for a new one. Sometimes we walk away from relationships to go find comfort in, in, in some new ones. And all the while, God is probably trying to do a work through that situation, right? He's probably trying to use what's uncomfortable to shape you and to mold you and maybe to shape other people and to mold them. But what do we do? We get uncomfortable and we bail out. And in the process, I believe so many times what we do is we allow personal preference and the pursuit of comfort to just paralyze everyone's progress. We get stuck in the same old, same old, we become close-minded and immovable, and our progress and other people's progress is hindered, and it's just not right. It can be uncomfortable, but maybe God is using it to grow us. Look at Philippians chapter two, three through five. Philippians chapter two, verses three through five. The apostle Paul has some things to say about a group of people who get together who have different interests and different preferences. This is what he says, he says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than ourselves. Verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. I really love that verse right there because what Paul is saying, he's saying, listen, it's okay for you to have your personal preference. It's okay for you to be interested in things, but it's not just about you. It's not just about what you're interested in or what your personal preferences are. Don't look just to yours, but also to others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. What is Paul doing? He's telling them, listen, I know you're different. I know you think different. I know you have different interests, but we gotta, we gotta find some common ground here. We gotta, in Christian community, we gotta come together in some way. We, we, can't, we can't let our, 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 our own interests or our own personal preferences paralyze the progress here. We can't let it paralyze the process here. We, we, we've gotta find a way to, to, to stay unified, right? Because listen to me, when we, when we approach Christianity the same way we approach life, right, that, 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 that comfort-seeking, consumerist mindset that we have, we can't, when, when we allow that mindset to influence our involvement in Christian community, our faith journey becomes less about serving God and his people, and it becomes more about finding something that can serve me and myself and i and that's just not right it's supposed to be the opposite look not only to your own interest but to the interest of others you guys with me okay so let me summarize everything up to this point and then we're going to talk about three things that we can start doing to get comfortable with all of this uncomfortable stuff okay so christian community can be uncomfortable but it is essential Okay, it's not always uncomfortable. Gathering as a church, being with people who love Jesus is not always uncomfortable, but there are some factors that can make it uncomfortable, such as diversity, difficult people, and differing preferences. Now, while those things can make us uncomfortable, they are essential. Why? Because they keep us humble. And they teach us to love like God loves and they help us stay open-minded and movable towards progress in our relationship with God and in our relationship with each other, okay? Uncomfortable situations, though difficult, are often the sandpaper that God uses to smooth our rough edges out. Now the question is, what can I do to change? How can I get this right? Maybe you're here this morning and you're guilty of some of this stuff that I've been talking about. Maybe you're here this morning and you've allowed what's uncomfortable to drive you away. Maybe you've left a church that made you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you walked away from a relationship because someone was difficult. Maybe, maybe maybe right now, you're tempted to just throw your hands up and just walk away from from, from some sort of Christian community because of differing preferences. Here's three things that I believe, if you'll start today, you can start getting comfortable with uncomfortable, and then you can realize some growth in your life, okay? So number one, change my attitude. Change my attitude, listen, I, I think our default attitude with anything, but, but specifically with what we're talking about today, church community, is me-centered and consumerist. It's me-centered and consumerist, and, and here's, here's why I know that, because we, we're always asking the questions, you know, what, what's in this for me? What did I get out of the sermon? What, 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 did, what did I get out of worship? Did I get anything? out of it, and if not, is it for me, right? Does this small group check all of my boxes? If if I'm gonna pursue a relationship with this person, what's in it for me? That's our default attitude. It's me-centered and consumerist and comfort-seeking, right? But what we have to understand is that that attitude makes dealing with uncomfortable things unbearable. Does that make sense? Listen, when it's all about me, me, and me, it makes dealing with uncomfortable situations unbearable and it makes walking away from uncomfortable situations seem like the best thing. And so part of getting this right is just shifting our attitude a little, way, a little bit from ourselves and onto the bigger picture, which is the person sitting next to you and maybe what God wants to do in your life through what's uncomfortable. Look at Philippians chapter two, verse four, again. Such a good verse. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. We're visiting this again, yes, I know, but it's so critical for us to get this right. It's a change of attitude. It's not about me, it's about others. It's not about me, it's about the progress that God wants to do in me and others, right? It's the bigger picture, it's not about me. Listen, when community, becomes less about me and more about God and more about linking arms with other people no matter how diverse, no matter how difficult, no matter how different, things that are uncomfortable suddenly become bearable. They suddenly become tolerable. Why? Because we know that God can use it to bring about progress, not just for me, but for the people around me. Okay, That's what it's about. We We gotta just change our attitude just a little bit. Shift the focus off myself and put it on other people and put it on what's God trying to do through this uncomfortable situation. We gotta change our attitude. Number two, we gotta allow God to prune us. We gotta allow God to prune us. Okay, in God's word, the word fruit is associated with behaviors that result from the condition of our heart. The word fruit is about behaviors that result from the condition of our heart. You guys with me? Listen, when you enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, what happens? The Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life and God begins to prune you in order to change the condition of your heart. Why? So that you will begin to bear fruit. Does that make sense? Okay, listen that pruning process that God wants to do in your life, it is not supernaturally instantaneous. It is painfully experiential, and it happens over a lifetime. In other words, God, through the pruning process, is gonna use uncomfortable situations. He's gonna use diversity. He's gonna use difficult people. He's gonna use differing preferences and so much more over the course of your lifetime to change the condition of your heart so that you will begin to bear fruit. The problem is, those moments that God wants to prune us are the same moments that make us feel uncomfortable and and have us running away to seek comfort. Okay, We, we, we get into these uncomfortable situations and we say things like, these people are hard to love. I'm finding new friends, or I can't let this situation steal my joy, I'm done, right? Or, I don't have the patience to deal with this anymore, I'm leaving. Or, I'm losing my ability to be kind to her, so I'm walking away from the relationship. Or, you know it's really hard to be faithful my church when I feel like my church has not been faithful to me, or I'm really starting to lose self-control here, that guy really annoys me, he's difficult, and so I don't want to be around him. Now, we're going to put those statements up on the screen, because I want you to see something. Those people are hard to what? What? Can't let it steal my what? I don't have what? Next screen. I'm losing my ability to be what? It's hard to be what? I've lost what? What are all those things? They're the fruit of the Spirit. What if God is putting you in those circumstances with the diverse, difficult people and he's trying to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life, but you're going, you know what? I I can't be kind, I can't have self-control, I can't love, I'm getting out of here and I'm gonna go find somewhere else where I can be comfortable. Do you see that? God wants to use stuff like this in your life to cultivate that fruit in your life. Love, joy, patience, kindness, faithfulness. Galatians 5.22, write it down. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. Let's not get prideful. Let's not provoke one another. Let's not envy one another. That's the kind of stuff that makes you wanna leave, right? Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in any transgression, if somebody's being difficult with you, if someone's doing something stupid, right, you who are spiritual should restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you be tempted too. Maybe you're gonna become the difficult person, right? Bear with one another's burdens. Bear with one another's burdens. Don't pop smoke and leave. Bear with one another. God wants to use this stuff, as difficult as it may be, to help us grow up. Ladies and gentlemen, when we have a me-centered attitude, and we remove ourselves from uncomfortable situations, basically what we're doing is we're saying, God, I know you're trying to prune me here, but no thanks, I'd rather be comfortable. And as a result, we miss out. We miss out. So if we're gonna get this right, we need to be okay with the pruning process as, as painful as it might be sometimes. Here's the third thing. Don't leave, seek Jesus. Don't leave, seek Jesus. Listen, when, when the church or your small group or the serve team that you are, are in fellowship with or, or, or your circle of friends or maybe that one friend, when, when, when they become hard to deal with, don't leave, seek Jesus. In other words, don't go after some sort of temporary superficial comfort by bailing out and trying to find it somewhere else. Listen, that, it's just gonna get difficult over there too. It's gonna get uncomfortable over there too. In that new relationship, it might, it might start out comfortable, but it's gonna get uncomfortable. Don't, don't just leave, seek Jesus. Go after Jesus with the people that you're in fellowship with now. Seek Jesus together. Cry out to him together when it gets hard. Lean into his presence together. Don't leave, seek Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three through four says this. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles, all of our troubles, why? So that we can then comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And so just one small point about that. I believe that one of the great opportunities of discomfort in Christian community is that it can lead to divine comfort from God, but we'll never experience that if we just keep walking away. Don't leave the relationship, don't leave the church, don't, don't, don't walk away, seek Jesus. He wants to comfort you in what is uncomfortable right now. So Christian community can be uncomfortable but it is necessary, okay? Diversity, difficult people, all the different preferences represented in the room, they're all a challenge, I know, but it keeps us humble. It helps us to love like God loves, and it keeps us open-minded and movable towards progress in my relationship with Christ and in your relationship with Christ. And if we'll just change our attitude a little bit, and if we'll allow God to prune us through the uncomfortable situations that we find ourselves in, and and, and if we'll just kinda stick around and seek Jesus together, I really believe that God can do amazing things through us as a Christian community.